It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Getting a good night's sleep is much easier said than done. But don't worry, because our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to help you unwind and sleep harder than all-star voters slept on Nikola Vucevic. Sleep BM bath salts fuse superior CBD and melatonin with a mixture of Epsom salt, Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bathtub into a luxury spa experience and give you the relaxation you desperately deserve. And to make it even easier to relax, regroup, and recharge, they're offering all our listeners 25% off. Your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 10th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross, and I'm the expert inside editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll chat a little bit about Steve Clifford and the job that he's done here at the midpoint of the season. And we'll start to look ahead to the third quarter of the season. And what lies ahead for the Orlando Magic in the next 18 games? We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching Gravity Download Podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Miami Heat ahead of Thursday's game against the Miami Heat? Check out our good pals at Locked On Heat. I am sure they have um, a lot to say uh, after uh, uh, what happened on Tuesday. Um, I have my own thoughts on that. Uh, I've shared some of them on Twitter. I might share some of them here at the end of this episode because um, it is uh, unfortunately something that does affect me and and and, and is something that uh, I am constantly aware of. If, if you listen to our podcast uh, during the during the uh, a bubble, um, especially when we were talking about the social justice movements going on around the country. Um, I shared, you know, some of my thoughts as someone who is, um, who is, who, who is, who is Jewish, who is a minority in this country, but can pass as white. Um, and, and certainly uh, what Myers Leonard did, um, you know, was, you know, I want to believe in people, um, but that is, that's, a, that's unfortunately a slur that you only know because it's a slur. Um, you know, if you know that slur, you know it's a slur. Uh, there's, there's just no other way around it. So, um, Locked On Heat will have that covered. Um, at, at this probably isn't the best space to do to to to, to dive into it. Although I, I certainly have my own personal thoughts as someone who's affected by it. Uh, didn't mean for the series to side. So let's get back to um, basketball and to everything else. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college, too, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team. Every day. One of the things that I, I, I've been really trying to grapple with um, and, and, and think about now that we're at the midpoint of the season 
Uh, and it's something that I, I actually was thinking about as I was preparing for the next 18 games for the next quarter of the season is how, how do we evaluate this season? Um, what, what are the measures for what is successful? Um, certainly, uh, I've said it very clearly and plainly on this podcast. I still believe it and I will still say it at the end of the season. The Magic have set the standard of making the playoffs. And failing to make the playoffs means not necessarily that the season is a failure, but failing to make the playoffs means that the season is not a success. Uh, and in fact, yeah, okay, I said it. I've said it many times. If the Magic miss the playoffs, the season is a failure, just unequivocally a failure. That is the standard. That is what this team can do. That is what this team is capable of doing. That is what we expect. I know there's a whole secondary debate about that, but just from a focusing on this team, what they're capable of doing, what their average is, again, I'll get to the other part here, this is a playoff team. And in this Eastern Conference, you can't tell me that this team cannot or should not be in the playoffs. Again, we can talk about the other parts of that conversation that a lot of Magic fans are having, but forgetting anything beyond the scope of this season. This team should be a playoff team. And so to see the Magic sitting at 14th in the Eastern Conference with the fourth worst record in the league, only three and a half games out of the of the 10th of the 10th spot uh, and a spot in the playing tournament. So, you know, not out of it by any means. Um, but this is gravely disappointing. And I'm not one to give up on the season. Uh, you know, y'all know me. I'm not one to say that the season's over. I, I am someone that believes that there's always a chance to save things. So if that frustrates any of you, I apologize. Um, when the Magic went through their 19-game losing streak uh, in the 2004 season, uh, Tracy McGrady's last year, uh, happy anniversary to Tracy McGrady. Uh, on today's date in Magic history, Tracy McGrady dropped 62 on the Washington Wizards. That game will be on NBA TV later, later on in the day. Um, but... After the Magic went through that 19-game losing streak, they were sitting at 1-19. and I looked at the standings, and I'm like, Magic are only a couple games out here. I, I don't think I gave up on that season until January, which, uh, you know, certainly that, that team was among the very worst the Magic have ever fielded, despite Tracy McGrady being there. Um, I, I, you know, I'm not delusional here. I don't think the Magic will make the playoffs this season. Um, I, I think that there's... A lot that they have to overcome. Um, they haven't shown the consistency that they need to, to make the playoffs, even in this Eastern Conference. Um, and their schedule is extremely tough. Um, it, it's not even as it's it's actually tougher than I thought it would be. Um, and I I knew that the season was going to be tough, as I wrote and said when the schedule came out. The Magic would have would know exactly where they stood at the midpoint. The Magic are 14th in the East. We know exactly where they stand. Um, whether the Magic are able to climb up a little bit or hang on a little bit longer, that's that's going to be the interesting part to me, at least, um, over the next over the next uh, set of games and into the third quarter of the season. Um, whether the Magic are, you know, uh, certainly the Magic are still going to try to compete. They're not giving up on the season, nor should they. Um, how long they compete and how long it takes for goals to shift to say, okay, maybe now it's time to focus a little bit more on young guys or. You know, where, what purpose can we find from this season? Um, and honestly, that's a huge question mark because the bottom line is this season has lost a lot of its purpose because of the injuries, because of Jonathan Isaac's injuries, because of Markel Fultz's injury, especially 
those two players who are key to this team's future are not there. Um, you know, I think I wrote at some point last year that the making the playoffs felt kind of pointless. It's still something I think the Magic should have done, and, and, and I'm glad they did. Um, but yeah, not having Isaac and then Bamba eventually going out actually made the last year's playoff appearance you know a little bit moot. Um, the guys that needed to be in the playoffs and needed to feel that pressure, they didn't get to do it. Um, and again, that's that's you know I, I I'm never going to fault a team for winning. Um, that was a playoff team last year. Um, but it's certainly frustrating that that the Magic are not gaining the benefits of their work uh, and of the growth and development that they're trying to accomplish. So with that as context, how do we measure the job that Steve Clifford has done? How do we assess the work that Clifford has put in with this team? Uh, and And whether he is doing the right things. Um, injuries are, you know, again, injuries are the main factor for why the Magic are where they're at. Um, you hear from several reporters, it's certainly the sense that I get, um, you know, even even the, the a lot of fans, we have these drag-out fights, um, but it all comes back to this point. The Magic view this season as an aberration. This is not who this team is. They've been simply too hurt to overcome. Um, they've been too hurt to overcome things, to overcome it. Um, and so the fact that the Magic have one of the worst records in the league, the fact that the Magic are in line to take a high draft pick is not a product of them being bad. It's a product of just circumstance. Too many injuries at the wrong times to the wrong players. Um, that's, you know, certainly there's an argument to be made that, okay, that's because the margin for error is too small and that Magic were already hurt and all that jazz. Um, but but certainly it, it feels like you come back next year with Jonathan Isaac, with Mark Hillfalls, with Nikola Vucevic, and a top five pick, and you're right back in the playoff conversation. That is the plan at the moment, it feels like. And that's good. That's fine. That 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 I think that's, that's certainly a, a good thing. And, and it's certainly a reason why, you know, you don't put the blame on Steve Clifford. But... Anytime you have a season like this, there has to be some reckoning. There has to be some evaluation. There has to be some pause to say, okay, yes, the injuries were a factor, but why did it get this bad? Again, injuries, huge factor. I'm, I'm not discounting that. I'm probably going to say it again. Um, and, and I don't think Steve Clifford is blameless in any of this. Um, I, I think that the Magic's plan, just, just from what I read of it, the Magic's plan was, a, a, the deals they wanted weren't there. So they sat on their players and they said, you know, this is going to be a weird pandemic season. There's not going to be a lot of practice time. We can shortcut a lot of teams, gain a little bit of an edge by bringing back essentially the same roster. And by doing that, the Magic, I believe, hoped they could, you know, not, not necessarily skip steps, but they could speed through training camp a little bit and get ahead of everyone. And again, take advantage of a soft early schedule, which the Magic largely did. Remember, they were 6-2. and two. Um, Race ahead of everyone and, and build from there because Steve Clifford, we know, will teach and coach teams up as, and get better as the season goes on. So they're, they're trying to kind of supercharge their start. And obviously, the injuries derailed that, especially Markel Fultz's injury. Steve Clifford is a planner. Um, I, I, I know a lot, I've seen a lot of people discuss whether he's the right coach for this team, and I, I think unequivocally he is. 
Um, he is a planner. He is a foundation building coach. His job, his role is to lay the groundwork for the team, uh, for a team to grow and for a team to get better and for a team to learn how to win. Um, he is the perfect coach for young players because he teaches them accountability. He teaches them exactly the way you need to prepare and plan to win and play games uh, and, to, and to be successful in this league. There are some high-profile young players who have not played a lot under Steve Clifford, um, and, and those players are often cited plenty of times. But there are far more young players who got early opportunities because they worked hard, they proved they were willing to be coached, they proved they were willing to understand what Clifford was asking for and, and to make improvements in that area because young players make a ton of mistakes um, and grow and develop into solid players. Um, the problem in Charlotte, to be perfectly honest, was I, I don't think it was Steve Clifford's coaching, um, although I'll get to some of his shortcomings here in a sec. The problem was they didn't draft well. The problem was they got hurt a lot when they were in Charlotte. And maybe that's a, that's a similarity that the Magic should be a bit concerned about. I, I don't, I don't want to draw too much attention to that because I, I think the Magic's injuries this season have been fairly random. But Clifford is a planner. And when that plan goes awry, he has to find a new plan. And unfortunately for him, this season has given teams no chance to reassess their plans, to reassess how they play and how they build themselves. This season has not given the opportunity to grow in the same way that a regular season would. That's, of course, that's, of course, unfortunate um, because obviously, uh, you know, obviously this team has shown that they can grow and develop the right ways that, that the Magic want to. But Clifford has struggled to adapt. He doesn't have a team that maybe can adapt well to the randomness of this season, but I think it is fair to say and, and fair to, to, to criticize that that you know Clifford hasn't found the right way to prepare for this season. Uh, or or that's not that's not the correct way to say it. What I'm trying to get at um is Clifford is still searching for the way to get the most of this team. Um, if that makes sense, for a way to teach and instruct and have guys get what this team is about while also balancing the need to give guys rest, to give guys time off, to make sure that they're not too sore um, or too physically fatigued to play in these games. The schedule, just it's not built for a coach like Steve Clifford. And frankly, it's not built for a team like this Magic team that needs every piece of the puzzle to work perfectly. Where if one piece gets knocked off, it's hard to recover. And of course, the Magic just haven't had the bodies to make the most of what little practice time they've had anyway. Again, none of this is Steve Clifford's fault. And every team in the league is dealing with it. And, and, and again, I think, every, I think again, the Magic, I, I just think, are not positioned well to handle this kind of a season. But... Again, Clifford hasn't made adjustments when it's clear he needs to make adjustments. He hasn't 
Um, you know, the Mo Bamba thing is certainly a big sticking point. Um, you know, I think Ken Birch has played well, but that's tailed off for a while now. Um, and he's not helping Mo at all by not playing him consistently. If you're going to play him, play him consistently. You know, stick to your own messaging. That, you know, you need guys to play consistently, you know, know where their minutes are going to come from, know who they're going to play with um, for the most part. Um, you need to stick to that messaging and, and actually practice it. And that's that's something that he's done so much this year, especially with Mo. He struggled to find a spark. And again, he's had few options, but he struggled to find a spark. But Steve Clifford is still absolutely the right coach for the Orlando Magic. And I don't think there's a doubt about that. He does get a lot from his young players. He does get a lot from his teams. And for now, at least, it is very clear this team is still playing very hard for him. The Magic are undermanned. They don't have a chance to win a lot of these games unless they are nearly perfect. That's that's the truth. And we have not seen this team play at that level consistently. That's that's also the truth. So how much of that is on the coach? How much of that is on circumstance? I don't know. But I do know this. Whoever the Magic draft next year, whoever, you know, whatever condition Jonathan Isaac and Marco Fultz are in, they will need that foundation. Steve Clifford is still working to build that foundation. He's working to hold this thing together with duct tape and glue. And unfortunately, so much of this franchise is on pause and Clifford is going to be among them. He's made mistakes this year. It's, it's, it's been a tough season for him. Some of the bets and gambles that he's made haven't worked. But the ideas are still there. The ideas still feel right. And now it's just about putting all those pieces back together again with a fully healthy roster next season. Steve Clifford is still the right guy to lead this team, and I don't think there's a doubt about that. Unless there's a mutiny, unless players quit on this coach, which they have not done to this point, Steve Clifford is still the right guy. And while there are certainly legitimate frustrations with him, and I and again, I would again, I am willing to criticize this season and how it's gone, and I think Clifford is part of the reason why things have gotten so bad. Um, just the way that he's tr- he's decided to prepare and plan for the season. And again, like he would probably say this to me, like people on the outside have no idea. If I, if it's, if I defer to the coaches a little bit too much, it's because they're right. We have no idea what this team is actually going through. But obviously, results matter too. And that's going to put a lot of pressure on the Magic next season to begin to deliver. Let's talk a little bit about the third quarter of the season coming up here in just a moment. Uh, we'll, we'll break down what to expect when the third quarter begins and what things we are watching. But first, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. It's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients you find in other ED pills, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it is time to perform. 
Buchu is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations except for this one, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at buchu.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Best part, all done online. Buchu's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Buchu's Sildenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable, so don't worry about just swallowing them straight up. Buchu's tablets are made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try BlueChew free when you use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to receive your first month free. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're covering everything you need to know about the Orlando Magic, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there too. With Locked On Today, it's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in less than 20 minutes. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcast. The Orlando Magic will be back at practice on Wednesday at the Amway Center at the Advent Health Practice Facility before heading down to Miami to take on the Miami Heat on Thursday. We'll have complete uh, coverage of that, a complete recap of what the Magic had to say there, as well as a look ahead to Thursday's game on our next episode of Locked on Magic, probably. Um, So we're we're, we're getting back into the swing of things. And so I wanted to take the time to, to look a little bit ahead, to look ahead to what is in store over the next uh, next couple weeks um, as the Magic, uh, or next, what, two months, I would say, um, as the Magic enter the third quarter of the season. Um, to be sure, this will be one of the most consequential um, stretches of games the Magic have played in a long time. Um, it is a potentially uh, franchise-changing stretch of games, to be perfectly honest, as the trade deadline will come up in, in late March, um, in a couple weeks, in two weeks now, um, and that has the potential to change the franchise significantly and set the path for this team moving forward. And obviously, what little playoff hopes that the Magic have right now could very well be dashed um, by the time we reach the fourth quarter of the season. Um, as I said, my approach and my philosophy um, has always been when the team has a chance to win, they need to win the game. The expectation is still to win games. Um, I don't think that expectation should change. I mean, I know a lot of fans are quote-unquote embracing the tank or whatever whatever it is. Um, the bottom line is when there are opportunities to win, you need to win. Um, that standard cannot change. That standard cannot be compromised. Um, if it is, then you have problems. Um, then you have deeper problems than I think um, then I think uh, a draft pick can solve. And you, again, you want an environment where the draft pick can succeed, which is, again, I think what the hope is, is that this momentary dip into the lottery eventually leads to um, bigger growth ahead. Um, if this is a sacrifice we have to make, then it 
you know, again, it, you have the conditions, you have the, the, the culture, you have the environment for that young player to truly grow and be his best. But the bottom line is for this team specifically, that the Magic have to make the most of what they have. Um, that's always been that's that's a that's a thing that I tell people all the time that you know the goal right now is to make the most of the roster you have, the future, the draft. The coach doesn't care about that. That's not his job. That's not his business. That's the, that's front office. You know that's fan speculation. Steve Clifford's trying to get the most of the group that he has. And I think one of the more interesting things that's probably going to happen over the course of the third quarter of the season is the Magic are going to get healthy-ish again. Aaron Gordon and Cole Anthony will probably be back at some point during this quarter of the season. Um, I would think before the trade deadline at the very least. Um, Aaron Gordon was slated to be out four to six months, four to six weeks um, with the with the ankle injury, or he was to be reevaluated at that point. Um, when we looked at the timeline of that, we essentially said he will be out until at least the All Star break. So, how close is Gordon to coming back? Nobody knows, but his return is going to have a tremendous. A boost to this team. Cole Anthony is the same way. Um, you know, there was no timetable given for Cole Anthony, but it was safe to assume. But the Magic essentially ruled him out until the All Star break. Um, there's no, no, again, no clue when he will be back, but it will be at some point. Um, it's, he, he's not suffering from a long term injury. He didn't need surgery. It's about rehab and treatment. And again, we don't know where he is in that process, but at some point, he will be back. And so what does this team look like with those players back? The bottom line is this. The Magic had to rely exclusively on Evan Fournier, Terrence Ross, and Nikola Vucevic for all their points, for a good chunk of their points. Yes, Michael Carter-Williams had two very nice games um, before the All-Star break. But Fournier, Ross, and Vucevic were the temperature of this team. Uh, And the Magic, just outside of Ross especially, just don't have a bench. They don't have players that can score off the bench. And honestly... I know Aaron Gordon isn't much of a scorer, but just having another guy that can get you 15 points a night or get you, you know, get you a consistent amount of points um, and a consistent amount of scoring is going to help so much. Just inserting him back into the starting lineup and moving other guys into roles that they're more comfortable with or that they can succeed more at or being able to stagger lineups a little bit better, it's going to help this team so much. I know I was harsh on the Magic for the loss of the Hawks last Wednesday, um, but a big reason why they lost that game is guys got tired. They didn't. They don't have a bench. They're relying solely on three players. You're able to get Nikola Vucevic a little bit more rest. You're able to kind of spread the offense out a little bit, diversify your offense. You're going to have a better chance of winning these games. Um, and and I think that's that's something that the Magic have to be looking forward to. We all know that this team is not as bad as their record would suggest and certainly not as bad as their statistics suggest at this point. They've got talented players. We just haven't seen them all on the floor at the same time. And especially since Aaron Gordon's injury at the beginning of February and the Cole Anthony injury that fell, followed about a week later, the Magic have not been able to field a, a functioning roster for most of the time. It's been a struggle just to make sure there are 9, 10 guys that are healthy, that can fill out a rotation. So getting Aaron Gordon back and Cole Anthony back, I, I, I don't think I can overstate how important that's going to be to this team. Um, just to see what this team looks like when it's healthy. And yeah, they're going to win a little bit more. Even with this difficult schedule, 
they're going to win a little bit more because those guys are back and in the lineup. Um, obviously, you know, you still want to see some things happen. You still want to see Mobamba get some more minutes. You still want to see all that occur. But getting these guys healthy, it, it's it's such a big deal. And, and, you know, you hope, my hope is that they're close. Um, you know, again, we don't have any information whether they're close or not. We don't know how close they are to coming back. But you have to hope that they're close because that's going to make this team a little bit better. Um, it's also going to help this team figure some things out before the trade deadline. And, and that's obviously the next big question that we have to ask. We've talked about it a lot over the last few days. I'll give it one more talk before we move on to the next the next stuff. But um, plenty to get to there. Before we dive into the trade deadline, though, we've been telling you about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. But now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Yes, in honor of March, Built Bar is pitting all of its flavors against each other in a bracket-style tournament. Today's matchup, March 10th, you'll be able to you'll be able to pit German chocolate with salted caramel and mocha love with white chocolate birthday cake. Ooh, that sounds that sounds delicious. I haven't had that one. I'm gonna put that one down on my list. Pick your favorite flavors in our built in the built bracket with builtbar.com. Go to builtbar.com or to or to Twitter at built underscore bar. Remember, use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That is LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see one today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar ever. Yeah, I said it. Ever. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Use that promo code Locked On to receive 50% off on your first deposit. March Madness is really just a week away, next Friday. But the future of the NBA is on display right now. Get a head start on this year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board Podcast. I'll repeat that, Chad Ford's NBA Big Board Podcast. Draft guru Chad Ford has released his Big Board 2.0 with profiles of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and a whole lot more. Subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board Podcast wherever you get podcasts. But we'll have plenty of to say about the NBA draft, especially as March Madness picks up uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, we actually have my big board. Um, I took a look at really the the, the main guys the Magic should be focused on, um, in, including those top five guys. Um, we also have on OrlandoMagicDaily.com as well a look at four prospects to keep an eye on during conference tournaments this week. We'll have a lot more during the NCAA tournament, so we are focused on the draft. We're not neglecting the draft. But obviously, the next big uh, day on the calendar is March 25th and the NBA trade deadline. This is um, a huge day, a huge, huge, huge day. Um, A day that, like I said, could really shift the focus of the franchise. 
If you didn't hear of the conversation that I had with Jeff Garcia of Locked On Spurs, where we really dove into the rumor that the San Antonio Spurs had inquired about Nikola Vucevic, I really suggest you dive back into our archives. It was yesterday's episode, um, so that would be March 9th, 2021. Um, go ahead and listen to that episode um, to get a, a clear picture of what I think the Magic's uh, trade deadline strategy is, why I think a Nikola Vucevic deal would be very, very difficult to swing, um, and why I, I think that the Magic are active, uh, exploring a lot of things, but are ultimately going to be focused on one thing in particular. Um, I do think that it's very, very likely that Evan Fournier will get traded at the trade deadline. Um, I think that is the most likely outcome to come from the trade deadline. Um, both, I, I think both Fournier and Kem Birch We'll probably get moved, uh, not necessarily together, but pro- but possibly together, um, heading into the trade deadline. Um, you know, you just look at the, all the permutations of a Nikola Vucevic trade. A lot of them just don't make sense for the Magic. Um, you know, I think the Magic want something significant in return. All the indications are they want something very significant in return um, and that they view Vucevic as an important stabilizing factor for the team moving forward. Um, no sense trading your all-star when, again, you feel like this year is a hiccup, not, a, not something consistent or not something... Uh, bigger about what this team wants to be and can be. Um, but undoubtedly, what the Magic do at the trade deadline both affects the rest of this season. Um, losing Evan Fournier um, without getting a, another good shooter in return, um, and even if you do get a good shooter, you're not getting a player um, that is a, a, you know, a surefire starter-level player. Um, you're not getting someone of Evan Fournier's immediate caliber back in return, most likely, um, you're downgrading your team. Um, and so, yes, I think the Magic are likely to downgrade their team a little bit. Honestly, you know, you can make the argument that going from Ken Birch to Mobamba is a little bit of a downgrade. I, I think it's a wash more than anything else, but that's that's an argument for another day. Um, it's really, what the Magic do with this trade deadline is, is just, it's going to reverberate. It's going to have lasting impact. It's going to mean a lot to this franchise moving forward. And, and it's going to be a decision that, that this franchise is going to have to reckon with and build with um, for a while. So if the Magic are being cautious and careful, that's why. Um, you know, again, you can't wait on everything. You got to take a risk somewhere, but it's about taking the right risk. And again, I don't think the Magic find that risk with Aaron Gordon, uh, especially coming off the injury. I think that they know that they can wait, and a lot of the same deals that they're searching for will be there um, at, at, in the off season when you'll have just one year left on his contract. Same thing with Nikola Vucevic. Same thing with Terrence Ross, to be honest. Evan Fournier is really the only guy they're feeling pressure to. Uh, Evan Fournier and Ken Birch are really the only two players the Magic are feeling some pressure to get something done. And that's why I think they will get something done. Um, that's, again, what they get back for Evan Fournier is going to matter a ton because um, they don't have another knockdown shooter. You know, He's one of their better perimeter creators. Um, and while the Magic might be focusing on that kind of a role in this upcoming draft, um, you know, Jalen you know, Green is right there. Um, the, the Magic are going to need to find someone that can replace this production a little bit and build a little bit for their future. Um, as I've said every off, as I've said at every transaction period for a while now, the Magic need to work with intention. Um, the Magic need to um, the Magic need to find a way to add players that help them accomplish some goal. That's that's the key. That's what matters. They need to find a way to accomplish some goal. Um, and again, that's not easy to do. That's, that's, that's a difficult thing to do. 
Um, but they need to when they make a deal when they make a deal when they make a transaction they need it to accomplish some end, um, and that's really what's key here. Um, it, it, this is the big thing for the next two weeks. This is the big thing. This is the biggest thing the Magic face because again, every I mean even competing, even trying to win, even trying to get back in the playoff picture, it doesn't overshadow this because no matter what the Magic do the rest of the season, the big picture is what matters when it comes to these transaction periods. And honestly, the big picture is what matters anyway. So the trade deadline, obviously, in the focus. We've done a lot on the trade deadline. I don't feel like I need to harp on it more. Y'all know where I stand on the trade deadline, what I think the Magic need to do, um, and, and we'll see what they end up doing. But I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts that you're tuning in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places on the podcast your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. But that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily, Locked on Magic, this is Phil Cross. We'll see you all next time for another episode Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.